Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Check out the Ugly Club Podcast, Tuesdays on iTunes and ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. The intimate pod today. There you go. Mano y mano. Fitting, actually. Fitting for what we'll be talking about, sort of, <laughs> in a way. Anyway. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? 106, a new adventure. Just Aaron and I today. Well, I, I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. That's it. That's all you get. That's all you get. <laughs> all you get today. Rich might be joining us. He might not. He's a wild card. Jay delayed in the airport. He didn't want to podcast in the airport. I want to tell him, like, all you would look like is you're on the phone. But Right, yeah. Like, I did it the other night sitting in a car. But it is what it is. So, hey, it's me and Aaron today. Uh, format be damned today. Yeah. We were going to talk about all the, you know, Monday's usually the nerd stuff. But, but they, what a week. Yeah. What a crazy week it's been. And History uh, had to go change itself on uh, Friday, so at, at least here in the United States. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah, the gay marriage ruling from the Supreme Court was huge. Yeah. Uh, like, I stopped and looked at my phone. It, it, it took me a second when I read what on the alert that came across my phone. It took me a second. Like, yeah. I was like, whoa. Hey, that's a pretty it's, big deal. It seemed rather unexpected because there was a lot of talk about their... Uh, the ruling on Obamacare. Mm-hmm. That was the big subject. Yeah, that's what I thought was going and on. And so I started hearing like everybody at work was was murmuring about the Supreme Court. And I was like, oh, they must have uh, ruled on Obamacare. Mm-hmm. And then I find out that yeah, the streets this, of Ferndale uh, are flooded. Yeah, and this, they had to shut them down. Not Obamacare. <laughs> Which if you're not from the Detroit area, you wouldn't know. But Ferndale's like... Is Probably he, the highest concentration of gay people it's in, a gay the, suburb, in the area. And that's not a pejorative term. No. It's a descriptive term. No. It's a gay-friendly it was, suburb. It was a, it was a city that was uh, on the decline until, the, uh, until gays moved in. That's what they do. Yeah. Is, is, now, is that a stereotype? But <laughs> no, you can't. If that is, I mean, go you, with it. You know how you can prove it? You can go on the internet and go to places that have a high population of gay people and look at the property values. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. So... There you go, facts. Or go to Google Maps and see how they look. Yeah. Do you see trash on the street? Do you see- <laughs> it's not prejudice if you got facts to back it up, right? Like, look, listen. But yeah, so... Yeah, a ruling that, uh, that no state can deem gay marriage uh, illegal. I guess gays are people too. That's what the Supreme Court said. Right. It's just about... It's- so what? It, it's anyone who's... This is fucking up your life? How? Right. Well, so what? Well, the, yeah, you would think that this would be the end of it, but... Uh, I haven't seen any locusts when I went outside. Right. There's, there's no fire falling from the sky. Well, there was, def- it was, uh, there was four dissenting opinions. Yeah. And, uh, and I think two separate uh, dissenting opinion papers that were written, because mm-hmm. I believe it was uh, Clarence Thomas wrote his own dissenting opinion that, that Justice Roberts backed. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, some of the, the ignorance out of our own Supreme Court still is just shocking. Yeah, but you know what I love? I love that the fifth vote was a conservative judge. I love that because the, I think there's people down south whose heads exploded when that yeah. happened. Well, you know, uh, the conservatives who are still fighting this issue are getting a lot of press right now. Yeah. Not to say that all conservatives are outraged. There's there's many. Uh, not so, uh, quite such fire and brimstone conservatives that are like, well, good, we can like put this to bed and move on. Like the fact mm-hmm. that this is an issue that they don't have to debate anymore. This is yeah. not going to come up, hopefully, in the in the debates for the presidential election. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing because this is a this is an issue we should have put to bed decades ago. Look at this. It's one more thing we can shut the fuck up about. Right. right. All right. Gays get married now. Right. We can finally stop talking. You know, well, well, Justice Roberts, it was uh, in his dissenting opinion, said that that we should celebrate this day as a victory because this is something that you know certain people in the in this country were fighting for and they got what they wanted. So he said, celebrate that. Yeah, you know, alimony, but, but child support, but, right, right, community property, 
Welcome. Welcome, gays. He says, he says, you can now lose half of your shit, too. Celebrate your win, but don't think the Constitution had anything to do with this. Which, he, which also has got to just make more Republicans' asses itch, which gives me a slight little tingle of joy. Because the constitutionalists can't... Because it's, it's shutting those people up as well. Well, there's still the idea of a constitutional amendment, but let's mm-hmm. get back to that because I want to cover the dissenting opinions first. So Justice Roberts is uh, he's saying this is basically he's saying this ruling is unconstitutional. He's giving and saying, hey, obviously, you know, we're outvoted on this, but this has nothing to do with the Constitution. Uh, and Clarence Thomas came at this uh, more from, uh, he, he seems to, he takes exception with the, the use of the word liberty. And he has a very strict definition of the word. And in his opinion, liberty refers to uh, freedom of travel, uh, travel, freedom of travel, right? The liberty to go on, unenc- to move about the country unencumbered by the government, right? That is one of them. That is one mm-hmm. of the liberties that we share in this country for the most part, or the freedom from government action, government acting upon you. But he doesn't see that that liberty extends to uh, having all the same rights as everybody else, apparently. He, he also said that the idea of putting a pubic hair on a guy's Coke can was gross. Yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't forget about that. So, <laughs> yeah. We know you got all the way to the Supreme Court, but we, we do re- not forget. We remember... So that happened right when I was starting to figure out what girls and sex were. That that made it particularly interesting and awkward for me on the news. Hey, what's going on here? Oh, was it? My folks having a long dong silver being talked about on the news. Sure, that had to be pleasant for my folks. This is great. Like we we grew up at a pretty good time because we got to learn about sex from our politicians. Yeah, <laughs> right? we had Clarence Thomas, Slick Willie. Yeah. Justice Alito, another uh, dissenting justice on this opinion, and he says that liberty applies to the certain liberty that that the the majority was talking about applies to principles. It, it should apply to principles that are rooted in the U.S. and that gay marriage is a new principle that we're dealing with, so that shouldn't be lumped in with these liberties. Which is a very unique way of parsing the language because you notice he's saying gay marriage is a new issue. Marriage is not a new issue. No. This is, <laughs> this is an old concept that we're now starting to realize that we have to apply to everybody equally. And Scalia says that this is a threat to American oh, democracy. Oh, he has been the most... <laughs> he has been the gold mine for the... Yeah. The ignorance. I don't think you understood me yet. He is definitely the furthest right on the Supreme Court. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but outside of the Supreme Court, you would think that uh, seeing the support of the nation of this decision, that Republicans would realize that they just need to shut up about it. Yeah. No such luck. It's 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 big. It's so what? It's it's how does it affect your? You know, just I used to have two prominent gay people in my life, and they didn't try to recruit me. They didn't try to hit on me. It did not affect my. They were just other people. Well, it's people I, like Mike Huckabee are saying that this issue butts up against other people's religious freedoms, right? And he even went so far as to say that uh, Huckabee vows to resist and reject judicial tyranny that's the way he sees this that this isn't uh the the justices upholding the constitution this is the justices going rogue and implementing their own laws the way they see fit regardless of having the majority of the american people on their side and he says that people will be inspired by martin luther king jr and how he pushed for civil rights really <laughs> yeah you can't, you can't even finish reading i know i could i couldn't even get it out without laughing i tried to do it with a, sta- a straight face but like <laughs> this is the what whatever you're gonna say this is the same thing that you refer this is the same principles fuck face yeah it's, it, this happening is the same principles as what happened 50 years ago and what happened 50 years before that with giving women the right to vote what happened 50 years before that freeing the slaves mm-hmm. i mean it's 
Come on. Is, no, but he, he's a firm believer that uh, the big civil rights issue here is religious freedom and not free, uh, the, ha- giving the same freedoms to gay people that straight people enjoy. And he, he say about civil clerk. He said, uh, yeah, he said that county clerks shouldn't have to carry out the court's decision and issue marriage licenses for same sex couples. And Ted Cruz is backing him on this, too. They want to get the city clerks uh to be like the the spearhead, the the tip of the spear on this issue, and which I mean, it's not going to stop anybody from getting married. No, right? it's just going to say, okay, you don't want to you don't want to stamp this piece of paper because it's against your religion. Then fine, if you're that stupid, just step aside, let somebody else walk over and stamp it. Yeah, it's, it's county like, courthouse. There's yeah. a Democrat in there somewhere. <laughs> right. It's not like there's one county courthouse per state. <laughs> yeah, go to the fucking state capitol. Make a trip out of it. Oh, and it, it, he also said that, my, this is Mike Huckabee still saying that if he did get the White House, that he would put a nativity scene on the White House because uh, because it's my house and I get to, <laughs> because if it's my house, I get to do with it. What, do uh, Let me say this again. If it's my house, I get to do with it what I wish, despite what other people around the country may feel it's about taxpayer it. taxpayer-funded house. It's not your house. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not, the deed is they, not going to be to you. We kind of told you that you could live in that house, but it's our yeah, house. It's not your house. We're your landlords, fucker. Right. I mean... Yeah, it's okay. It's your house. You get to live there, but it's not. I mean, if Obama wanted to paint the house black, we'd have something to say oh. about it. <laughs> hey, that's our house. Wait a minute. Oh, these motherfuckers. No, but, but Ted Cruz and, and Scott Walker are two of the candidates who are actually calling for a, a constitutional amendment. What? Was it going to be say no gays? No, it's just going it, a constitutional amendment to define what marriage is, right? The union between two people. Which is this is again they're talking out of two, two sides of their of their mouth, right? On one hand, they're talking about how well you know this is marriage is a religious institution, and therefore. Uh, it, Can I just say this? That's an awfully well, big government thought for anti big government people. Well, well yeah, <laughs> that too. But they're saying that marriage is a is a religious issue, and so you can't have the state saying that gays can get married because it's oh, it's infringing on our practice of religious freedom. But at the same time, they're saying that uh, that obviously that this is is a uh, this is a government issue too because they they want the government to decide to define something that is, in their words, a religious issue. Right? So how does this? How does this pair up? Either it's a religious thing or it's a political thing. Or either it's a basic... You want to make it a purely religious thing? Take away the tax implications. And then there you go. Right, there you go. But you're not going to do it. So you're going to have to take the religion out of it. Fuck faces. Um... It's funny how people will just fucking bend and twist things to make them fit their argument. You know, these are the same people too. What a couple weeks ago when the Pope was talking about, hey, climate, the climate change is a fucking real thing. That what was it? There was like it was Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio, and uh, somebody else that were talking about, hey, wait a minute, don't bring religion into this. We should keep religion and politics separate. Like right. what? Yeah. You, you, you are three also- people who do. It's, look at. They were also saying that, uh, you know, the, well, the Pope's not a scientist. Yeah. You know, well, he's more of a scientist than you are. <laughs> you know, he has more of a really? scientific background than well, any uh, any candidate for president When right the now. topic of creationism come up, all of a sudden, you motherfuckers think he's a goddamn PhD. I'm going to read you something on this Fox News, but I don't know. You can kind of guess what they have to say about it. I don't know if this is anything. This country's about. going to hell. This is, yeah, this it's is falling apart. Fox News, gay marriage, why Supreme Court got it wrong. One does not have to be a homophobe or bigot to believe that the Supreme Court may made a tragic error today in creating out of thin air an imaginary right for gay marriage. It's an imaginary. <laughs> like it's it's laughable. All the shit I've been right. reading. Like most of it, 
Some of it's very scary, but most of it's just laughable. Friday's landmark mistake will have a legal, sociological, and spiritual consequences. Yeah, for everyone years will to have come. all the rights everyone should have. Yeah, crazy. What a shitty lasting. Uh, sorry. By enshrining gay marriage as a civil right, the court will be opening a floodgate of litigation against individuals and businesses that refuse to honor same-sex marriages because of religious convictions. After all, if, a gay, if gay marriage is a civil right, then anyone who opposes it is guilty of a civil rights violation. Oh, yeah. You can't tell black people to use their own water fountain anymore. Tell it goes. Right. <laughs> um... You know, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna have a, a let's say you're gonna have a bakery in San Francisco, and word gets out that you're not gonna bake cake for same-sex couples, mm-hmm. well, now capitalism's just gonna take over. <laughs> word of mouth is gonna get out around the neighborhood and have a nice day. You don't get to bake cakes in San Francisco anymore, right? I, well, I I guess I can't argue with that point. They are correct that there's probably gonna be a lot more litigation on this issue of people claiming that their 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 religious freedom is being trampled upon by having to uh you know approve gay marriage by making so, a cake for somebody but I do guess. you think the same know. thing happened in 50 years ago like you're infringing upon my personal freedoms i don't have to serve them negros i mean oh, yeah. you know that kind of you think that I, went on absolutely yeah you, you had brought this up the other day that this country is on like a 50-year cycle yeah of, of gradually making advances right yeah 50 years ago it was black people got the right to be Mm-hmm. Full human beings. You know, women got that right 50 right. years before that. Right. Now, and by the way, for people, you're going to do the exact math. 50 years-ish. Right. Yeah, not exactly. 50, but there's things, yeah. let's call it a uh, bi-century cycle. Yeah. Twi- twice a century. Or, you know, maybe it, it lines up. It does seem like uh, it's more liberal when the liberals are in power mm-hmm. that these changes And in 50 happen. years before that, uh, oh, you can't own people anymore. Right. The thing is, though, that these aren't like ideas that they just kind of sprung on on the American citizens. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, wait a minute! All the politicians stood up and said, "Owning people's not right." No, yeah. these are popular opinions. So gradually, yeah. this popular opinion builds up, like it did with gay marriage, until they realize they don't have any other choice other than mm-hmm. to grant these uh, civil rights to, the, to this certain group of yeah. people, or else they don't. They're not doing the people's will. The times have changed, and now it's it's. You want to? St- it's like right. anything else. You want to stay relevant. You better go with the change. You better go with mm-hmm. the times, or you're going to be a dinosaur. You're going to be a relic. I think maybe perhaps the Republican Party is going through that right now. Right. Well, the the, the saner people in the Republican Party and those who speak for them, like uh, the, the sexy se cup, ah. was uh, was very happy about the decision because uh, because she saw her party becoming a relic. Mm-hmm. You know, she realized that by constantly playing to these small minorities of what what they call their base that they are excluding the rest of the nation and have little chance of winning any future elections yeah i mean it's just it's it's probably the same attitude as 50 years ago it's okay gay people are here they're not going away Mm -hmm. and now they're they're more comfortable with because i do if you really think about i don't think gay people are a phenomenon of the last 50 years (laughs) i think for the last 50 years they've been starting slowly but surely allowed to be saying who they are yeah without having to get into a more accepting to a fake marriage to keep from society from ostracizing them and things like that no homosexuality is not a new concept i mean that's what ruined the uh the roman democracy Yeah. The gays are responsible for that. And now it's going to happen all over again oh, to this they nation. Went, they destroyed Rome. And now the <laughs> United States is... Ro- Rome is burning. Nobody knows. Obama's <laughs> just playing the fiddle while Rome is burning. <laughs> you know that's going on. You know that's going on. You know that kind of, You know I'm not the first person who's probably said that. Oh, yeah. No, but what's really going on is I just imagine Obama right now prancing around the White House going, whose house? <laughs> yeah. Because what a week he had. Whether, no matter what you think about the guy, as an effective mm. politician, I think he proved that he can be effective this week. Mm. And, and not to say that we can credit Obama for this Supreme Court ruling on gay marriage, but let's face it, he, he did help steer the country in the right direction on this issue. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, the Obamacare ruling. So, uh, you know, it's, it's what this is the, the sixth challenge to Obamacare that has been struck down. Mm-hmm. 
So hopefully this is another issue that conservatives can just move on with and accept that this is what the people yeah. want. Um, what was the other one? Oh, the, his trade agreement with China. He got his, tra- his trade agreement that he was shooting for. Really? That thing got through? Mm-hmm. So, uh... They're taking our jobs! He, that's a... Gays getting married! He had a presidential hat trick. Obama can't... This country's going to hell in a handbasket! And a little cherry on top that, uh... The, the rebel flags being removed from many uh, state capitals and other places. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Did you see that per- that lady fucking uh, somebody scaled the 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 flagpole? Somebody and, scaled and, the pl- yeah. Uh, they got arrested, but somebody scaled the flagpole in South Carolina and took down the Confederate flag. Oh right, Someone really? Just straight up one up it and just, just said, "Give me that." <laughs> and they got arrested immediately. Of course, as you should expect. Because everyone's like, "That's not right." I'm like, "Come on now." Yeah, like well, just let's be let's think about this. What are you going to scale the flagpole on the government? Right on the grounds of government building. Of course, you're going well, to get you arrested. Say, like at the most, a couple days. If yeah. that, like probably just Although, a night I don't know, in jail. They, they could probably chump up the charges because there's government grounds. Well, yeah, but so is this like this Obama's theme song this week? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's just standing in the White House, two middle fingers up. <laughs> he's got he's got a Newport in his mouth. <laughs> so, did he quit? I don't think he listens to Kid Rock, but maybe. Are you scared? But yeah, it's it's a good week to be Barry O. A bad week to be a conservative. Uh, <laughs> if it's the worst week ever, if you're, yeah, if you're not. If you're a conservative nut job. If you're a teabagger, this is the worst week ever. <laughs> they might well. as well just let. It might as well be Free Mexican uh, Citizenship Day. Complete the. Uh, Maybe not though, because I mean they they might see their uh, their they get, might they might get reinvigorated by the the idea of Donald Trump as a candidate because he's rising in popularity already. Let illegal immigrants get married. They're letting gay illegal immigrants get married. Right, I mean the person and giving them all Obamacare. Right, if you're looking for one person to uh, buck all of these trends that we've been talking about and proudly, Donald Trump is very vocal about because it. Because he's, if you really look at it, he's a cap. He's a capitalist. Mm-hmm. He's the true American candidate. If you really, t- but in polling, he he's already number two behind Jeb Man, Bush. Just makes so much sense for our country. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's President Camacho. Please. Yeah, please run him. Please. It would be so entertaining, and he, so there's no way he's fucking winning. But that's President Camacho. You never <laughs> know. You never know. You're saying that's too risky of a game to play? Like, yeah. You, you might get what you're asking for. Remember, we got Jesse Ventura. Arnold Schwarzenegger got elected. Yeah. It all started with Sonny Bono but, and Clint Eastwood getting elected. But, but you do have to weigh this against how much power do you really think the president has. <laughs> But again, then I can't have it both ways. I can't say, "Oh, look at all this stuff that Obama did." Uh, but it's really a you know neutered uh, office. Trump anyway. would be the first president to have his own checkbook for his lobbyists. No assholes. Here's what's happening. I'll fund this. You never know. Well, that's the thing. Like usually, when you get these more uh, far out uh, candidates, while they might uh, they might get a certain they might get find their base of people that that will support them and make it look like they have this really huge campaign when it comes to actually getting funding when you know somebody like the Koch brothers has to go okay you know do we really see this as a viable candidate and is this somebody we're going to throw our money behind well that's all that that's a moot point with Trump he could fund this whole thing himself right yeah so that that is the scary side of this like yeah. when you think about how uh, elections are really driven these days, mm-hmm. I mean it's always been driven by money, but now it speaks louder than than most. Well, I think he wants to get Oprah as his running mate. Like, listen, bitch, we can buy this election. Oh God, no, Sarah Palin, get Sarah Palin as a running mate. Oh shit, special re- Oh yeah. <laughs> I am President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. <laughs> And I've traveled back in time from the future to address your stinking ass. <laughs> what the fuck is going on with this election? What's with all this bullshit? Well, yeah, what, what Trump called Mexicans motherfuckers? They don't give a single really? Yeah. Talk about all that shit. I tell you what we need. He's saying these motherfuckers are coming we into our country. Need more violence on TV. Shit y'all watching. It's horrible. 
Dexter? Shit, we put that little bitch on the Disney Channel. I want real violence. What? No way. Some, yeah. No way. Come on. Now, this is a, so we're looking at my Facebook here, and uh, somebody that I am friends with on Facebook, I'm putting that in quotes because this guy is not my friend. Uh, somebody who I <laughs> met. it's now coming into question. <laughs> well, yeah. no, no, no. This is somebody who I, I've always known as ignorant. Uh, somebody I met through working at Guitar Center, John Nishde. He's, he's calling him out. Oh, I'm going to call him out because he's a total idiot. He put up, this is a black and white, black, white, and gray rainbow on a gray background, and it says straight pride. Not playing a rim shot like, for that. No. <laughs> Not that I have a problem with people that make other choices or lifestyles, but this is me, and I have pride. Can you support that? Yeah, we, okay, we already figured out that the whole world supports straight white males okay <laughs> yeah this was, this was never in question <laughs> you stupid fucking cunt oh hey whoops whoa <laughs> whoops so, you know i, I can slips. get behind that you tell him it's right al i went and saw jurassic world today with my How son for his birthday i mean yeah. it was cool I, the, the special effects were great the dinosaurs looked cool um although didn't didn't the raptors used to have like little kind of like feathery thing that would stand up on their head nah, i don't remember yeah i'm pretty sure they did that my son pointed that out because he's been watching them all he's he, a jurassic purist well yeah he was uh he went back and watched the first three to uh freshen up for ah, jurassic world yeah good 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 man he's prepping but you know i don't know it suffers like all action movies do in actual character development. They try and build up the story of these two kids that go to stay with their aunt who may or may not be into Chris Pratt. And the kids or the aunt? <laughs> yeah, the aunt. Oh, okay. <laughs> the kids' parents may or may not be getting divorced. But it's like there's one scene where the kid was like, oh, the parents are getting divorced apropos of nothing. And uh, but he seems very convinced about it and they never revisit it. My favorite part, though, was the baby dinosaur petting zoo. Really? Oh, yeah. That sounds and dangerous. Kids, kids riding little uh, baby triceratops and shit. And shit? What's the and shit? And <laughs> um, and brachiosaurs and stuff like that. I don't know. <coughs> My least favorite part, the dinosaurs talk, apparently. What? Well, they don't speak English. Like the talking gremlin? No, they, they, gremlins too? They communicate with each other in ways that does not look animalistic very much. Uh, there's this, uh, well, I don't, this is not really a spoiler alert, but uh, Chris Pratt's character has is, is learned to train the raptors. And when is this... It? He's the raptor whisperer. When this genetic freak of a dinosaur gets loose, they they use the raptors to help track them. Now, when the raptors find this new dinosaur whose origins are, aren't completely known, they say, well, was, we took a T-Rex and we crossbred it with all this other stuff. Well, it turns out one of the things they crossbred him with was a, a raptor. So it was like a, rap, a Tyrannosaurus rex-sized raptor. Oh, yeah, that sounds yeah. great. Right. So when these small raptors come across it, they immediately stop dead, recognizing it as somehow holding some of their own genes. And they have this little conversation where they like, you know, growl and, and spit at each other. And then, hey, bitch. And then what they turn up? on and then they all turn on the humans. Oh, <laughs> hey, you're huge. We're not. So I'm not really buying that. Let's eat these motherfuckers. And there seems to be, uh, I don't know. The dinosaur is supposed to be super smart, smart enough to know where the tracker was in it and, and pull it out like it was uh, Jason Bourne. Why does your uh, iTunes keep prompting you? Maybe tell that thing to fuck off. And, uh, well, I guess, you know, the dinosaur petting zoo wasn't my favorite part. Here it goes again. Uh, Bryce Dallas Har uh, Howard was probably my favorite part. Who's that? She, the female. Is it a hot chick? Bryce Dallas Howard is Ron Howard's daughter. What? Yeah, you didn't know that? Daughter of Opie? That's the thing, like, many people don't recognize. She's been in so many movies. She's worked with fucking M. Night Shyamalan, Lars Von Trier, Gus Van Sant, all the Vans and Vons. Wow. <laughs> uh, she was All of a, them. <laughs> uh, she was in the Twilight, one of the Twilight movies. She was Gwen Stacy in the third Spider-Man movie. 
Uh, she was in. She played the lead in Mandalay, which is a great uh, Gus Van Sant. Or I'm sorry, Lars von Trier. I got my Vans and Vons confused. <laughs> it's just incredible how many uh, how many like like franchises even she's been involved in, and still people are like, "Who's that? Who's that girl?" I mean, I I've seen her be. She was a much better actor in uh, Mandalay, which is kind of it's a f- crazy fucked up movie. I know Mandalay yeah. Bay. It's a casino. Yeah, in Vegas. No, this was uh, Lars von Trier has this trio Vandal- of movies about this woman, and they all are done. Mandalay. Vandalay Industries. Ooh, the they're, me. they're all I'm done with the, Ooh, the Germans. These very Uh-oh, strange the sets. Stop them. Oh, don't let the Germans come after Please me. Stop yes, okay, oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first one is Dogville. It starred Nicole Kidman, and she plays a uh, daughter of a gangster who basically gets dr- uh, uh, runs away and ends up being taken in by this small community who at first shelters her and then uh, turns on her and kind of makes the her their slave. And in the, the sequel to the... the oh, I, I was going to describe the uh, what the sets look like. There's no... The set is actually just a soundstage and they have outlines for where everything should be. Like they have a little outline for a house and they even put in little sound effects. Like a person goes to open a door that's not there, but you hear it open and close. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it looks like... It looks like a stage play that was done without a set, but still manages to be... Uh, Translation, it, no budget. It's weird because uh, they did the same thing with Mandalay, and I, I saw today that movie cost $14 million and was like a, a complete disaster because it didn't make any... It made less than a million, Ooh. which I can imagine. I mean, just from how I described it, does that sound like a blockbuster? No. <laughs> right. But Man- Mandalay was even more fucked up because after her experience with the same character, after her experience in captivity, in this small town comes across a town in the south that basically didn't get the news that uh, slavery was abolished. What? Yeah. Did not have a radio? What? Well, no newspapers? Yeah, this guy was like just running his shit, like running his plantation like... Uh, like slavery was still legal and just kept wow. the news from everybody. And so she she steps in and reverses the roles and chaos ensues. She's basically a, like she because she has her the support of her gangster father again and uses all her guys, all of all the gangster goons to uh, enslave all the the white people on the plantation and make the black people the masters. Clearly not the answer. <laughs> yeah. This is not what anybody had in mind when they when they were talking about reparations. No. But she got get hers. To, hey, how about you get to own us for a while? Back to the her in this movie and she's gorgeous woman but doesn't really do a whole lot except for get freaked out the whole time and i think that's why joss whedon uh said in a tweet that he had since uh he's since recanted he said that the jurassic world was a sexist movie because it was Uh, how in the world because it's 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 uh what's his name what the fuck is his name The, the the male lead Chris Pratt. Thank you. Paint all the other yeah. the male dinosaurs a dollar more an hour. <laughs> no, because no, it's it's Chris Pratt being this like macho guy who's there to save this girl who can't do anything but run and scream. I say if he wants to see a sexist movie, you should see The Kingsman. Probably not a movie you've seen either, is it? Nope. Yeah. Kingsman is is like a uh, it's kind of supposed to be a modern day take on on the spy thriller, the 007 movie, and somehow manages manages to be even more sexist than a traditional. Is that the one that's got like movie. Sam Jackson? And... Yeah, where he has he has the lisp. Yeah. Yeah. Then they all that... recorded this song in the garage. That was a. It was a very visually stunning movie that that just fell flat on its face many times. Hey, they can't all be winners. No. Sometimes the script reads better than it's executed. Well, speak, speaking of movie sequels, actually, these aren't all sequels. Let's call. Let's say movies with loose premises. Not much focus on plot. They announced uh, this week too that in development, Rampage the movie starring what The Rock. What like with the the the, the, video the gorilla yes. and the dinosaurs? The gorilla, the lizard, and the what was the third one? Oh uh, shit! What's the subtitle? We're we're out of ideas. <laughs> right. I think this is going to be the second movie 
to this is this is basically like a follow-up to san andreas in his trilogy of movies about nothing wasn't san andreas about the big one though yeah it's about an earthquake just like uh, Rampage is about monsters, but you got to have more than that. Part three is going to be Velveeta, the movie. Dude, where's my cheese? <laughs> and they're... Where's the Rock's agent at on this one? Come on. Oh, come on. Is the script... Are you kidding? Wait a minute. Is Wait the a script minute. that good? Yeah. Okay, so not every movie that the Rock has been in has been spectacular, but his agent needs a raise he took a fucking wrestler and made him into a movie star did you watch he was really good in the uh hbo show did you watch any of that yet i did not watch it it's, no he's got the good like he was in be cool did mm-hmm. you, yeah yeah <laughs> there he is with his eyebrow the light roll the the show your mouth I forget, what's the a ballers that's what it yes. is. The show Ballers uh, on HBO. I watched the premiere episode last week. It was very entertaining. Uh, Dwayne Johnson was very good in it. Mm-hmm. I, I guess we'll see where it goes. But another movie in development, the sequel to Independence Day. 25 years later. Independence Day Resurgence. What's that mean? The aliens are back we, and they're pissed. Yeah, I guess the aliens are coming back. The, basically, the, the plot is they... All the alien technology that they uh, scavenged from the previous movie is now being used to form a planetary defense system. So now Earth has a bunch of spaceships. Oh, so they got some information and sent it back before Randy Quaid blew them up and saved us all? No, no, no. Like the crashed spaceship. Remember when the spaceship crashes and he punches the alien in the face? Yeah, they had that spaceship. Mm Mm-hmm. So they use that to make other spaceships for uh, a fleet of human spaceships to protect oh, the planet. Oh, we did that. We did it. Ah, uh, as usual. Yeah, which be- it does beg it begs the question: Where does Earth space end? Mm-hmm. And I understand that we're defending a planet in this movie, but how far out can they? Uh, well, anyway, that's, right about, a, that's a political right, issue. I'm sure. Right about not, Mars? Yeah. yeah, that's not going to come up in the movie. Space rights? Yeah, that be the new battle in 50 years somebody's got to punch another alien in the face oh yeah that's right yeah the next cycle if we if we continue on in the future like we were talking about before how we have this uh bicentennial uh uh uh, cycle of civil rights improvements in this country the next step should be all well it comes down to two things actually artificial intelligence and the combination of that with with humans here we go right yeah right so AI, it, we're, but in 50 years' time, AI is going to be so advanced that we are going to butt up against the idea of if this thing has advanced intelligence and, and self-awareness, then it, it must have, it is an ent- entity that deserves certain rights. I don't know if that means that it would be all the same rights that humans would enjoy, but at least Siri some. rights. Right. Given rights to the Google lady well, in Siri. Well, not only that, but what happens when you take that artificial intelligence and you implant that into a person so that the two work in tandem? How come the Google lady doesn't have a name? I didn't know Google was a lady. Oh, but the, the Google GPS is a woman. Oh. You could change it to a man. That's right. I once changed Siri to a man's voice because, like, well, someone's going to have all the answers. Yeah. It's going to be a man. Oh, come on. <laughs> Then I got slapped upside the head. So this is, it's all for you. It's all about the singularity, huh? You think it's fifty? You think uh, it's coming that quickly? In fifty years, yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. That, not me. You think the movie Ray uh, Kurzweil says? What was that not, movie? Don't trust my word. Read, uh, read the book. What was the movie where Kevin Klein was in love with the phone? Uh, Kevin Klein, or not, or Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Sorry. A fish called Siri? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a Terminator? It is. That's another. That chick from Jurassic World was in Terminator Genesis as well. That's what I'm saying. She's been in so much shit and all these like franchise films and huge directors and it's still everybody's like who's the redhead <laughs> who's this bitch el james revisits the uh the story of christian gray in a new book entitled gray right so this is the so she's just she's she's just out of 
Jesus, I don't even have to give it a title anymore. Just make it his name now. Well, she doesn't even have to tell a new story. She just has to have a different perspective, apparently. Because this is... The original Fifty Shades of Grey was told from the perspective of the woman. This one is told from the perspective of the man. Um, it's sold on its first day. It's five minutes long. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. This is a short film. Dear, dear Journal, tying up that bitch was really fun. I came loads. Yeah. Now going to sleep. The end. <laughs> this book, though, which is just a rewriting of the original, sold, it broke records. It sold six, 647,000 copies on its first day and beat the previous record, which was a Dan Brown book. Uh, you know, the guy who wrote that... Uh, With a paddle. The Tom Hanks the movie. So basically, I mean, that's fine. People can have whatever type of entertainment they want and whatever they see, whatever they deem is worthy of their time. I just don't want to hear any more criticism of superhero movies. If you're going to read Stop this trash, every, I don't want to hear any. I don't want to hear anybody talk about how well you know movies are nothing but uh, uh, superheroes anyway, and that's why I read because a lot of them are reading this. They just need to stop making them for everything. Underdog does not need their own movie. Underdog, it's an underdog movie. Probably, <laughs> you know, or at least one in development. They're taking a meeting on it. <laughs> they want George Clooney. And and they'll probably get Dak Shepard. And making fun of superhero names because the, the lead in Fifty Shades is Anastasia Steele. I mean, come on, nobody's named that. No, not outside of pornos. Right. Yeah. They're trashy romance novels. Mm-hmm. My name is Lex Hardwell. <laughs> Shit doesn't happen. So I, I saw a story on CNN today that James Taylor has a number one album, Billboard number one album before this world, and it is his first. He looks like Harry Shearer. His first number one album after 47 years of releases. Is this because nobody no longer buys albums and he's selling the most of them right now? <laughs> well, that's a good point. The people that are still actually buying albums are, are his also age. old. <laughs> Yeah, it all comes around. What's, I mean, this bit, what's this supposed to be the big hit on it right now? I don't know. You want to hear it? Let's let's take a listen. <laughs> Real song about you, it? You like see if you can it. find James Taylor's newest hit. I probably won't like it, but we'll take a listen. And I'll see who else. Because they have a whole series of photos illustrating people who had to wait a long time for their success. I wouldn't say success. I mean, James Taylor, not successful. Yeah, he's, that, con- he's toured continually since he started, right? I mean, yeah. this is somebody who knows how to make a career out of writing songs. But he's got a few songs on radio that are just staples on radio that, that are too. never going to go away ever. Right. So it's not so much success that we're talking about here as in like accolades, you know? Who knows if this, if this even means something to him? I imagine. I mean, after a long career like that and to release an album where, let's face it, a lot of his contemporaries are... Uh, those who are still releasing material, it's just like another fart in the wind. Yeah, let's say dead or irrelevant. Yeah. Weird Al Yankovic is another one on this list. He got his first number one at the age of 54. What was his number one? Uh, That was Mandatory Fun. Which was... Oh, that's album. We're talking album. I'm sorry. We're not yeah. talking songs. We're talking al- well, number what, one okay, album. What year did it come out? Um, last year. Wow. Oh, this is the most recent one. Yeah, the one with the sports song on it, right? Ah, uh, the one he got the Grammy for? Yeah. It's also, it says here, the first comedy album to hit number one since 1963. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like they have a separate comedy chart for on, on the Billboard charts. It's not like hitting number one on the indie chart. I think you have to sell like 150 copies for that one. Tom Petty last year had uh, a number one album, Hypnotic Eye. Uh, so Again, somebody who's uh, got... Oh, we're proving our theory. The people who are old enough to still be buying albums. Mm-hmm. And But also somebody who, I mean, <laughs> this is not success a long time coming. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. a very successful music career. And mm-hmm. how many fucking hits... Did Tom Petty write? And I, I know a good handful of them had to have hit number one themselves. We were listening to one of them sales. earlier. Yeah. Who's this? Chuck Berry <laughs> had his first hit in 72. Number one hit with My Dingling. Yeah. That was... right. to, that's kind of like the REM thing there. Like uh, we, we work our asses off trying to make all this great music and then we make this stupid song that's about nothing. Yeah. And that's what everybody wants to hear over and over again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Play Stand. Play, uh, what was the other one? The other really silly song they had. I can't remember. Oh, The End of the World as We Know It. That was a popular one. That was kind of a silly song. Didn't find that later. Latest James Taylor song ripping up the charts. James Taylor featuring Sting and Yo-Yo Ma. 
Uh, here you go. Carlos Santana needed Rob Thomas to get him a number one hit. He sure did. <laughs> Listen, Carlos, we love your music. We just don't see it as single material. Can you get anybody less talented to feature on your album? Here's this dude that's 30 years younger than you. This, is, this isn't the new one, is it? This is the title track from his new album. Oh, this is. Yes. Well, seems consistent with his past material. Yeah, I know. There's no surprises. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to diss him. I think that James Taylor is one of those artists who I think is a very good songwriter whose work just doesn't touch me in any way. You know? So you, hats off to you. Great lyricist. You know, he can definitely play. He knows how to arrange a nice song. Um, I think can't think of one offhand, but I know that there's songs that he's written that other people have sang that I've enjoyed more when other people sang. I'm like, I'm sure, I'm sure Carol King's like covered some of his songs or something. Here you go. This is like the funkiest and out of can most out of control. I think James Taylor gets like here. That's some overdrive right there. Mm-hmm. What is this like? Uh, this has got to be '70s era, huh? Yes. Oh yeah, I know this song. Oh, look at how young he looks. Full head of hair. Looking at you like, you know you want to fuck me. They put his face that big on the album cover yet nobody said, why don't you just shave in between your eyebrows just a little bit? This is he's the 70s. A, it's okay to have hair. Yeah, but in between the eyebrows? You know, plays this live. They're like, whoa, whoa, hey, cal- calm down. <laughs> hey, you got to warn us. Ease us into it. James was like, who brought me this song written by Black Sabbath? <laughs> Journey's never had. Good. A number one hit. <laughs> good. Fucking good. The best they did was Open Arms, which hit number two. Oh, yeah, close enough. Tupac never got any Grammy nods until after he's shot. No surprise there. Same thing with Biggie. And Snoop Dogg's been nominated for 16 Grammys and never won. Wow, really? It's racist against cannabis Americans, I think. Yeah. That, well, that's not a race. It's prejudice, I should say. Yes. It's racist and prejudice. Yeah. Cannabis Americans. Keeping them down. <laughs> so that's the next battle, right? Oh, we're not Gay- waiting 50 years for that one. <laughs> Gay marriage is legal. No. We can make marijuana legal. And then we can get on to solving real problems. Not to minimize no. anything with the the di- oh, sure. gay people, but well, I mean, I want to I want to piggyback as much weed in, in the back of this cause as I can. Legalize gay marijuana marriage. Let's just slide it in the back door, so to speak. Yeah. Randy Newman never had a number one hit. Not even with that Toy Story garbage. No, but he got an Oscar for it, didn't he? Oh, no, 16 times nominated. Oh, and it was the Monsters, Inc. song, not the uh, Toy Story song that uh, that was the big one. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is John Wayne. I don't recall John Wayne's... Uh, maybe, say, maybe you never had a number one movie? Yeah, I guess we're... Uh, we, they ran out of... Uh, okay, yeah, we're on to film now. Paul Newman. All right. See, now you're into, like, retard territory because when you're talking about actors, isn't it more common for people to not get the award the first time they're nominated? Because there's a lot of politics involved in this, too. When people look at it and like, oh, well, it says here that uh, Al Pacino was nominated seven times before he got it. Somebody was finally like, well, eh, sent him one, not his best performance, but we've snubbed him so many times before. He's proved himself as Hollywood elite. He needs to get an Oscar. What are you going to do about it? Asshole. Yeah. Not to say that Scent of a Woman isn't a great movie, and uh, his performance is very entertaining. You stupid fucking cunt. <laughs> Come on, I'm trying to talk you up here. I'm not dissing you. You fairy. No, I'm just... <laughs> Al, please, please. Come on. You're, you know you're going against the majority on this now. You can't be, you can't be using terms like that. What are you going to do about it? Asshole. That's not what I'm going to do about it. You're going to be exiled. Yeah. Try, try, try winning another... Oscar with that type of language. You stupid fucking cunt. <laughs> it's not getting you anywhere. Maybe that's why he was snubbed so many times. You fairy. <laughs> <Hoo-ha>. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess uh, 
I know a lot of people make fun of that movie too. It's either you buy the character and you love it every time he says hoo or it just annoys you and you don't get the movie at all. Yeah. I personally thought it was brilliant and would die laughing every time he said hoo except for the one sad one. Hoo-ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cartoon character at that point but might as well have the sad trombone behind him too i also think i didn't understand that that was a marine thing either the first time i saw it oh for sure i thought (laughs) you thought he was just i thought he was saying whore i thought that was how he said whore whore. (laughs) you didn't want to play some lady gaga before uh, it's like it, this is like the first really historic thing that has happened while we've been podcasting. Really? Oh, if you don't count all of the the sad pretty, historic shit. Well, I, well, I don't know. History, Ferguson. History happens every day. But Freddie this, Gray. Yeah. Pretty historic, but I mean, this is like just in the field of we had like discussed human rights. Mm-hmm. You know, last well, big thing was like I said, black people being able to you know use the same bathrooms as us. I think part of what makes this historic as well is the reaction to it. Yeah. The amount of support. I mean, you could say a lot of it's kind of bandwagoning. Like, you know, Mm. uh, I saw a story on Friday about the list. It was a list of every homosexual comic book character that has appeared in Marvel and DC Comics. And I'm like, I mean, I understand. Okay, that's great. Marvel and DC, you were ahead of the curve on this one. Yeah. Please, but uh, <coughs> you know, and, and everybody, a lot of people change their picture on their Facebook profile to be rainbow colored. Mm-hmm. Everybody's jumping, but that it does all add up to one great thing, which is that we're realizing the majority of people in this nation are sane when it comes to basic human rights it's also nice to celebrate something positive for a change because it's it's, yeah. been, it's all gloom and doom lately yeah racism and people dying and all this crazy shit mm-hmm. like cops going insane and whooping people's ass and it's been a lot of negative shit lately That's and it's very true it's it's nice to celebrate something this is, positive this is, this is the first positive historical moment on unregimented <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> It's the first positive historical thing to happen. Well, let's leave it on a good note. Yeah, then. it's a bummer. Good to have Jay and Rich. They'll be back. So, uh, yeah. Let's see what happens between now and Friday. A lot of crazy negative shit, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is, a, this is only going to last. Well, the nation will be in its refractory period for a few days, and then yeah. the shit will rain down again. Although, I, I wonder... Uh, you were talking about the story the Onion had, but What's I wonder that? how uh, the uh, Supreme Court clears away for most bonkers gay oh, pride parade ever. <laughs> yeah, batshit crazy. Well, insane. Was, well, wasn't it the weekend all those celebrations were going to go down anyways? So I just wonder what kind of crazy shit it went down this weekend. And <laughs> did San Francisco just explode? There's just a big confetti ball you could see from space. All the fire- San Francisco was glittering. You could see it from the space shuttle. Yeah. All the fireworks this week were gay. Yeah, there you go. On that note, uh, yeah, see, Friday is going to be the day the holidays observe, basically. So it'll be the the, the 4th of July edition of Unregimented, technically. So we will catch you then. See you Friday. Thanks for listening. Peace. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening christopher media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christophermedia.net